0: I'm an empath, so I really feel what people feel. So now it's not that I don't care what people feel, but I'm detached from their emotions. You know, I had to do a little work on my own, you know, codependencies as a person. Now I can read even comments. Like I used to be so sensitive to things people wrote about me, but now I'm like objective. I'm like, oh, cool, or like laugh, or it's like, yeah. And I've never been in that place. I could have lied. I could have lied and said I didn't care what people thought. Yeah. But deep down, I did. Yeah.
1: Hello and welcome to Hi Low with Emrata. It's Tuesday, which means we have a brand new interview. Whether you're a regular listener or it's your first time tuning in, thank you for joining us. I'm excited you're here. Today's guest is someone who's having a real moment in the music world, but other recent guests we've had, just in case you haven't listened, Anita, Troye Savon, Megan Trainer, Kelly Rowland, Lauren Gray, Diplo, Iggy Azalea, if you're a music person, please tune in to any or all of those episodes. Okay, this week on High Low, we have Canadian music royalty Nelly Furtado. I'm very excited she's here. I can't wait to get into it right after this break. Yeah. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. Welcome to High Low with Emrata. I can't believe Nelly Furtado is in this room right now. <laughs> my twelve-year-old self is screaming.
0: Can't believe I'm with Emrata. Look, oh she's my god! So no, no, that's
1: um, no, 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 <laughs> That's girl. just one thing. Okay, I need to hear about your TikTok moment. That kind of has happened, and I've like I heard some stories about how you found out it was happening. Can you mm-hmm. tell me about it?
0: Craziness. I, I had a, you know, very domestic period for like five years where I had my two younger children in a 14-month span. So I had one baby. Then 14 months later, I had I had my baby girl. And then 14 months later, my son. So, you know, I was kind of busy, like breastfeeding and stuff. And then my 16-year-old, who at the time was 16, she's now 19, was like, mom, your song is trending on TikTok. And I'm like, okay, what song? And she's like, promiscuous. I'm like, okay, what do we do? <laughs> I don't know, I so funny! Have, I didn't even have TikTok on my phone at the time. I really didn't. I really. When I go dead, I go dead. Like I'm like radio silent. I love that for you. I'm disconnected. I'm like doing my best, you know, Sade impression, just disappearing and then coming, <laughs> coming, <laughs> coming, coming back. And so I'm like, okay, so we did a little cute TikTok. She's like, okay, I'm going to teach you how to do the trend, and we she's supposed to teach me and then I'm like walk in and she's doing it herself and so like I'm in it and it's funny but it's like that was my introduction to TikTok so fast forward a few years later you know all the songs are trending on TikTok and whatnot and you know I'm making music again and then I get invited to do a big show in Australia for New Year's Eve first show in five years and I get out there and I'm like, no, this is for real. Like, I didn't really understand. Right. You until were seeing the
1: numbers, but then seeing those people.
0: Yes. I got out and these girls, like 20-year-old girls are singing all my songs. And I felt like it was 2002 and I'm 22 or whatever. And I'm just like, this is really surreal. And I finally get it. And then, of course, the gratitude and excitement. And now I love TikTok. I'm like, Doing choreo for there, I've like seen, it's like a so hobby. Good. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you're such a good dancer. It's actually. It's, you really
0: think so? Yes,
1: absolutely. Thank you. And being good and translating it onto TikTok is a specific skill. Yeah,
0: I've always loved dance, but I always consider myself a dance groupie. But but I was kind of doing choreography as a kid and stuff. But I always had really close friends who were dancers, like contemporary, like whatever, contemporary dance. And then so now. I've realized it's like a really amazing hobby for me because what happened is I started I've always gone to the dance studio with my friends for fun when I have a day off and just like let's just go to the studio pick a song like whatever it Like is let's pick a bad wow I love how you're saying
1: that you're not good at dancing that's what you do for fun if I did that (laughs) I would be so embarrassing oh my god no! like you're definitely a good dancer if you just do that because like you're like oh let's just pick a song let's do some choreo
0: (laughs) it's like it's it's a fun thing and then What I realized is choreography really helps me with my ADHD. So if I go to the dance studio for two, three hours, like that's a perfect day for me It's like wake up, pack a little bag and go to the dance studio with, uh... well, my choreographer right now is Snoopy and we have so much fun, it's so chill. And we just get in and move and do stuff. Sometimes a TikTok with like our buddies.
1: Um, what does it help with specifically? Specifically Specifically
0: for me, I find that it makes me attune. So it makes my frontal lobe just kind of has to be right there with me.
1: Mm. And
0: uh, uh, because when you're doing choreography, you have to pay full attention because the music is going and you have to spatially know where you are. For me, that focus is like gold. So it sets me for the day. It's like, it's like training my brain a little bit to focus in a different way and a sort of somatic level I guess and it connects you to your body and then you're able to yeah. focus. Yeah, it connects me to my body so I've I've it's been really fun exploring that.
1: I love the idea of having eras where you know you have your moment in the spotlight and you dip out whatever. You went when you were in your Sade moment, you worked at a record store and you went back to college, right?
0: Yeah. Tell me about yeah, that. Yeah, that was cool. I was living really close to like a university at the time and um I signed up for like adult continuing studies, which was like nighttime courses. And I chose playwriting. Wow. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. And I actually went in there and said my name was Kim. And I made friends that thought I was Kim and not Nellie until the last day of class, two semesters in. You're like, surprise. And they genuinely liked my play when they didn't know it was me. That's cool. Which meant the world to me. Of course. I was like, they like me. They really like me. That's such an important yeah. experience. It was really cherished. Those are special times for me. And like music always heals me, man. When I'm in a bad place, man. Like I just like I was in a bad place when I called my friend Aki who owns that record store in Toronto. And I sampled a lot of stuff from those records on my first record. Um, He collects a lot of old world music and um, Brazilian funk, anything like that. But anyways, my car literally drove. Like it was like someone was driving my car. I was driving it, but I ended up on his doorstep at the record store. And I was like, take me home. (laughs) And he played me music. And then I decided, I was like, yo, this is kind of weird, but can you hire me? (laughs) Can I'll do anything. And he's like, okay, you can like work in the store. So like I did a few shifts or whatever, and it was fun, but it was like, (sighs) <sighs> amazing and then yeah the university thing was cool like just how going old night. were you when you did that i was in my 30s
1: okay so i was
0: like uh pie like 30 i don't know like 33
1: maybe mid 30s vibe does that just like did you need to have that moment to now have the moment you're having and enjoy it and
0: everything in my life is for a reason never second guess the journey that's what i've learned it's like you know like if you want to go dark go dark and then Lift yourself back up, but like honor that and let yourself feel all the feelings. Cause, like, that's the thing too. I've learned to accept myself, like, just like even when I make mistakes. Cause I'm definitely like, we're all flawed individuals, man. We have major defects and it's okay, but that's okay. If we know them and start to be, start to notice what those are, we can kind of like improve our relationships, especially oh my with my the gosh. self.
1: Totally, right? which is the most important one. Yeah. So it's as like as a mama, but as a person too. I know a lot of things kind of happened at the same time to make you come out of your Sade moment. But what, I mean, I know Drake brought you out on I stage. Shade, I love Sade as well. My son actually so loves Drake. Sade. So does Drake. Yeah, I mean, who does? whoever doesn't love Sade is crazy. Yes. Um, tell me about this kind of coming back into, you know, I know you have another album coming out and everything, yeah. but... It was from 2017, basically, till now-ish, right? Oh,
0: my God. Yeah. So so 2017, I put out like an indie album. Like it was as indie as could be. It was like Grammy Award winning alternative producer, John Congleton producing. Like he does a lot of stuff with St. Vincent. I was like in Dallas and I made a lot of friends in the visual arts scene and I put it out independently. And it was an album I had always wanted to make. That was fun. And then after that, yeah, I just, I had a family and I,
1: to, to back be honest, to my back daughter, my daughter
0: got me back into music. My whoa. teenager. Yeah. Cause we connected through music. Like I brought her to the studio one day cause I was kind of, I don't know. I was going through like some personal stuff and I really needed to like get to the studio and get it out. So I got there and I brought her. I was like, whoa, like she's amazing. And then she is in the music business. She's in NR and marketing and works for record companies. But like, I don't know, like I just connected and it was like, oh my God, like first of all, I discovered music again and then I discovered that she loved it and it became like a bonding thing. Mm-hmm. It brought it like so much more meaning. Then I kept going and kept making music and, oh my God, it's, it's well, keep going. I like your questions and <sighs> I can I can ramble.
1: I want to talk about your sound because oh. I do feel, I know you have this kind of indie moment, but you're re, you know, embracing this dancey poppy sound. What's that oh, like? yeah.
0: No, we're going back. Yeah. Take it back from the top. Why? We're going back. What made you want to do that? <laughs> because I re- I realized, like, that people love to party to my music. So I basically had one of those, like, mini revolutions of the self, you know, that happens every now and we had that season, okay? So we had a season <laughs> and I went through kind of a big heartbreak and then after that, I was finding myself again. And I did kind of start making music again and start going out again. I was like newly single again. I'm newly single again. So I'm like out there and I'm going to concerts, shows, clubs, house parties. I'm out, I'm listening to my music. It comes on the speakers and it clicked. I was like, wait, okay, they're playing. I'm like a bird at my tattoo artist's party rager. And people are jamming. Yeah. And I'm like, take a hint, honey, people like to party to your music people like to have a good time and like you represent fun and dance and there's there's room for all those other emotions and i'm of course lovely i love those but i think i just it's something clicked in me where i realized how the songs that are popular how people listen to them and appreciate them whether it's a dj playing it before post malone at an arena or in an actual nightclub hearing my stuff playing he's seeing people dance to it um, I could relax enough and be grateful enough to enjoy that and, and take it in and kind of just, I don't know, something clicked where I just, and I think I was in a place to have fun too. So I would just invite a bunch of people to the studio. We jam really late. We have a good time. I've always been highly collaborative, but it's reached like a zenith. Like I'll, I'll if you were around, I'd be like, i drop a lyric. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no please don't i'm like, like I, don't know I know nothing i so, know nothing that's fun something. though you enjoying some, that yeah, part. Everyone yeah. Has
1: something to say you know i think it's also a post-covid yeah. moment where everyone is feeling like i want to get out i want to be connected to people so having that feeling of appreciating mm-hmm. pop music even if you i'm sure have had moments where you've been like i want to be taken seriously as an artist <laughs> i want people to know what i can do because you can do it
0: every musician goes through that. I think especially young women, you know, like we we, we want to like prove ourselves. We want to show everything. I was with an artist the other day. She's amazing. And she was explaining why she wants to like write every lyric at this point and write every melody. And I'm like, yeah, I remember that, you know, too. And well, it's, it's just, a it's reaction fa- it's to not
1: having the control right when you're younger mm-hmm. and everyone's mm-hmm. telling you what to do. Did you experience
0: that? <sighs> I don't know. I got really lucky. Like When I was a kid, even way back, way back growing up, I grew up kind of in a small town slash suburb called Victoria, Vancouver Island. So we were kind of free and wild out there doing whatever we wanted to do. And when I was 14, I'd go to jams and DJs would play. But I always hung with the boys and I always kind of never saw... Like, I loved Mary J. Blige and her poster was on my wall, but I never saw her as a female artist. I just saw her as an artist. That's cool. So I was lucky that way. Maybe because I played instruments. I was always in the band. It was like a marching band, jazz band, concert band, ukulele, whatever. I played trombone. Um, I did. Funny to picture. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But I always put lipstick on before. Sure. Like, because I- you can do it all. I wanted to be everything. Yeah. So I would put the lipstick and then play trombone and then I would look like a clown. Oh <laughs> my I God. But I wouldn't care. That's so cute. Because at least I look good walking to the concert. So I always, you know, I mix it up and balance, but like the story about being fourteen, yeah. So I always, you know, just having control. around a lot of boys. Like yeah. just kind of like around that in the music business. But for me, I guess I always had a really good manager who was more like a, a father figure to me and really protective. I got really lucky that way. And also, I had a pretty strong sense of identity and self, I have to say. That's really important. I have to say, my mother really instilled that in me. She never kind of treated me like I was just a girl or just a girl making music. And when she was little, you weren't allowed to be in the marching band. She grew up in, like, rural Portugal, like, in a farm town. And, like, girls weren't allowed in the marching Like, my grandfather was a composer. And my great uncle, too. Wow. Yeah, they were, they were marching band composers and multi-instrumentalists. So they'd stop whatever they were doing and write down music. And that's what I was like. Even like a, you know, chamber meeting with my mom at Robin Hood Motel at mm-hmm. 14 and stopping to write songs down
1: because it was just full of music. So there, I'm sure once you kind of have this like moment where you're this pop star and everyone's like, oh, Nelly Furtado, like promiscuous girl, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, yo, my grandparents, this is in my blood. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: But it's detachment, right? You have to detach enough to like, even me sitting here with you, I'm learning to be more vulnerable. You know right. what I mean? And to just to be like. It's okay. You can show yourself a little bit. And I think songs like Promiscuous or anything like that, there is a vulnerability there, too, where you have to kind of like be okay being out there, you know, with whatever it is you are saying. You
1: mean like being super sexy and being... Sexy yeah.
0: or in control, yeah. um, perhaps... Or being a man eater, like whatever that. Like like now, I sing songs like man eater on stage, and I'm like, vibes. I am a man eater. This is fun. Like I'm just like, I'm, I love. That. I'm feeling the music more than ever. Mm. You know what I what mean. What do you think has caused that? Why now? I'm 44. Like I know myself. Like i have yes. just. I've been through it. Like I've been through. I mean, everybody has. It's like, <sighs> I don't know. I just feel. I just feeling good. I just like it's really kind of. Good. Um,
1: I'm newly single and I have a baby too. Oh, girl, and let's go out. yeah, no, and I know <laughs> what that's like because you go through this phase of feeling, you know, it's beautiful, but it's very. You feel a little bit like, is this my life now forever? Where I'm going to be domesticated in a way where I'm just going to be a mom, and that that can be beautiful, but it's also amazing to be able to find the balance.
0: You have to find the balance. I finally have these two really close friends who are musicians and performers and rock stars in their own right. And they're both Colombian. One's named Lido Pimienta and Lisa Mat from Bomba Stereo. We have a song together coming out. But we, when we talk, we talk about being mothers and working and being on stage. So I'll come home from the studio, 6 a.m., and text Lito, and she's like, I'm on stage in the Netherlands. <laughs> and our kids are friends, you know? yeah. You need community. Oh when you're gosh. creative, when you're in this business, entertainment and the creative field, you need community. Mm-hmm. You need, like, other mothers around who are doing the same thing. And I feel like I didn't have that before. I felt like more like an alien just kind of doing this different lifestyle. Well, um, you had your first daughter pretty young too, right? I'll tell you, when I brought my first daughter on the road, there weren't a lot of artists bringing their babies out on the right. road. There really weren't. It was like, yeah, why not? Let's do this. Like, let's bring let's bring Nevis on the road. This is going to be awesome, you know? And it just kept going. Was growing. it hard? It was hard after she turned like four, cause I was like tired. I was like, I just wanna go home and make soup. I and mean, that's,
1: whenever I bring my son, I'm traveling for work or whatever. I'm like, this is- You get it. Doubly as tired because- yeah, you've done You it. spend a whole day talking to people, with people, be- making decisions, working, and then you come home and you have to be the boss and be with your child that in a way that takes energy and like all you want to do is stare at the wall sometimes and you're like this is my one day off here we go
0: <laughs> it was good though like it was cute like all like she remembers from that time like we'd be on the road and she, the community again you know what I mean because like you're around like musicians and singers and artists and it could be pretty fun but of course yes mama it's draining you yes, know yes. as well like you you do feel tired and you're always putting two hats on right like you, you feel it like because oh, you're so many hats you're out there being a glamazon and then you come home and you're, it's surreal but it's fun and it's like I wouldn't have it any other way and my friend my point of bringing up my friend was that she's the one who taught me look our children are our children and we nurture them and that is important but creativity also needs to be nurtured your art needs to be nurtured that is a your that is also a child you know what i mean that also is creation oh my and i God. was like my yeah. own And ever since then, I've been able to slowly let go of some of that guilt stuff Mm -hmm. that's not mine. How else we can do this? Oh, my God. We have to live it.
1: I feel that way. I mean, I was saying this to my friend the other day who doesn't have a kid and yeah. she's thinking, she's like 35 and she's like, I don't know what I'm gonna, it's gonna look like. I don't know, whatever. And she's a director and she has a lot of things she wants to do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, it's such a weird thing because it's not like you go through moments. It's like at the same time, all the time, you both can't believe how lucky you are to be with them. And you're like, I would. there's nothing I would rather be doing than making a puppet. Yeah. And also you're <laughs> like, what else could I be doing? This is so like, this is so hard. I've sacrificed so much. And it exists at the same time all the time. And it's it is kind of beautiful, It's kind of beautiful. <laughs> but, you know, there
0: is this yeah. thing where
1: you're like, holy shit, I'm
0: experiencing a lot of emotions all the time. Well, because they're all so different, yes. right? And so putting on the different hats, I would say, is the most challenging. Yes. And not too long ago, I started, you know, touring again, shows, photo shoots, right. you name it, right? Hustling. Making music, yeah, hustling again. And I'm like, okay, um, wait, I didn't factor in like the self-care time. Mm, so you oh, have yeah, to make no. that third space. I haven't done that yet. You know uh, what I when, mean? I don't know when that's gonna you happen, You gotta but make eventually. the third space. Yeah. You gotta be like, mm, you just gotta carve it out.
1: What was it like becoming a mom later with your four and your five-year-old? That's like,
0: such a good question. Yeah. So I waited 14 years to have my second child, my daughter, um, my other, my middle child was so yeah. my daughter. And that was trippy. Yeah, that was that was cool though. It was I mean because like when I had my oldest, I was twenty five, and then when I had my five year old, I was thirty nine. Right, and so I had different, my son at 40. a different person. My yeah, son at forty. Yeah, good for you. So I was my ma- mom was thirty nine when she had me.
1: <laughs> it's not even that mature now, and New York City women are having babies older. Yeah. So I feel like it's very. I feel like yeah. I was a child. I like to tell myself. How I was, old were you I was when you had your son? Not that young.
0: Oh It's pretty, yeah, pretty yeah. normal
1: actually, I'm pretty sure it's I'm like the- 24 when
0: my oldest was born, yeah. Yeah, that's young. Honestly, now it's like the three, it's like having like this like growing like kinda amazing like clan, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like- But what did you
1: notice about yourself that was different when you're going through raising these two kids versus oh. when you were a baby? <laughs>
0: I'm just different. I'm yeah. just different now. Because I, I think I know it's important now. Mm. When you have your first, you're so precious about everything. Yes. And just like you overthink everything. And then you also think you know everything. Because right. you have that 20s thing, you know, where you think you know everything. Like it's beautiful. Yes. I miss it sometimes. Now I'm like, I just, I'm so detached in a different way. Where mm-hmm. like all I care about is like the more important stuff. You know what I mean? And I yeah. remember I remember when I had one kid and being at like school drop off and like the mothers with three kids would just not relate to me. They would just like look at me glazed because I know, I but I knew it was probably because I only had one child. Well, so and I think having, you were young and you were a yeah. pop star, right?
1: <laughs> I'm like, maybe they were looking and they wouldn't look at you because you were a hot no, pop star dropping over. No, no, they over. were so nice. Yeah.
0: Moms, every, moms, it's a universal mom code, you know? Yeah. You get your, moms get it in general. I think, don't you think, you know, I mean, when I'm like,
1: I flew back from Europe with my son solo and there were so many moms
0: who were like, do you need help with this? Yeah. 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 The mom compassion, I think is like universal. Back to that community theme. Yeah. Yeah. It's been wild. But they keep me young. They keep me like on my toes. They keep me fresh for sure.
1: (laughs) I read something that was like, you always knew you would glow up in your
0: 40s. (laughs) How did you know that? Me and my best friend, we'd be like, he'd be like, you're going to glow up in your 40s. You too. And we just got back from Ibiza and we like, he sent me flowers. He's like- I knew we up in our 40s.
1: That's so cute. I feel like most people are terrified of their 40s.
0: No way. It's so fun. Like, I'm honestly, I'm so happy. You know what it is? It's gratitude. Mm. I'm just more grateful for everything. Right. Like I'm grateful for you sitting here and, like, all these people. That's um, so nice. The music I'm making. Like, I have the gratitude piece, I think, has changed my life. And so every day is valuable for me. Every day is I don't know. I just have
1: have more self-confidence. Well, when you're really young and you get famous, it's really hard to appreciate how wild that is and the success.
0: Yeah. I don't think I... When I first had an album, I remember... I'll I'll never forget flying to... (laughs) I flew to Europe on my first promo tour. Mm. And I was in a hotel room talking to people about my album. And I remember just having that that self-confidence issue almost, like mm. like imposter syndrome. Right. Which, where you're like, why are people here talking to me? I don't deserve this, you know? Yeah, but I'm not like that anymore because now I sing my songs on stage and I'm like, I don't take it so seriously. It's just music, you know? Yeah. Like music brings people together and I'll, that's my passion. Like I make, like I, I literally was up till 2 a.m. because I was listening to like my friend's set and I'm like, oh my God, okay, this is so sad, blah, blah, blah. Just planning stuff, listening to mixes, but- I'm detached too, where I realize like I'm here to, to help people have a good time. I'm here to help people feel things. I'm here to do my best. I'm here because I went to dance practice today. I did my vocal warm up. I did a meditation. So I have a good show. I get out there. The work is done by the time I get on stage. And then. The rest is like up to God. It's like, right. You know? Right. Well, also um, having a balance in
1: your life of like everything helps too, where you can be like, this isn't life or death.
0: Uh, yeah, that too, I think. Yeah. I think I was kind of like had that doomsday thing in my early 20s when I made my first album, and mm-hmm. I'd overthink everything. All or nothing. I didn't kind of understand. Thing. I didn't the world either. Right. Like, I was like really, really hung up on image mm-hmm. and just like, oh my God, why do people only like me when I wear a nice dress on the red carpet? And that's like- not true, though. I remember the Adidas <laughs> pants or Adidas <laughs> and the hoop earrings. That was like yeah. a
1: big moment.
0: No, but at the time I was really in my head in my early yeah like I but got i things that I turned you know? them down yeah
1: you did did you create that look yourself I did that's cool I
0: always wore like big hoops and my hair and the little twisties and um so every photo shoot I would always bring my own little carry on wow. and if I didn't like the clothes I would pull out like my hoops or I would say to them I'll do the shoot but I have to have my hair like this and the hoops in right and um I'd bring my raver pants just in case I didn't like the wardrobe I love it yeah so you're controlling your
1: image you like I was. this is I'm this girl, and I know who it is, and I'm going to do that. I did, yeah. Smart. The
0: shell toes, the thing. Yeah, they wanted a dress. I was like, no, I'm wearing this. I need to feel comfortable. One of the things I want to talk to
1: you about was just Spanish-speaking music. You grew up speaking Spanish, or you're Portuguese, right?
0: My parents are from the Azores Islands, so yeah, I'm Portuguese. Yeah, and they were born there, but I was born in Canada. Right. But I grew up speaking it. But now you're making Spanish music, right? Oh, yeah. That's so cool. What's that been like? Ugh. Oh my God! My first Spanish album came out 2009. Mm-hmm. My Spanish sort of singing career started uh, 2002. I sang with Juanes. who's was a Colombian artist. Um, we sang a song called Fotografía, and it popped off. People I loved that it. Song. You
1: remember it? Yeah. Oh, so you do listen to Spanish music? I do. Yeah, but you know, I will say it's been just so exciting to watch it's not just Spanish album. It's just like an album. You know, people have mm-hmm. really embraced music that isn't in English. Yeah, and finally. And they can go on the pop charts and it's cool. <laughs> I was finally. waiting for this
0: moment because back in 2000, I was listening to every language and no one even understood what planet I was coming from. They're like, what do you mean? What Brazilian music? And like, so I don't crazy. get your sound. Yeah, it Anita, makes no sense. Like you nobody know, really understood. Yeah. But, I mean, people did get it and like the music, but you know what I mean?
1: No, it was a different it's, category. Yeah.
0: Now it's like the world's... Yeah, I, I love that like Ranchero, music is having its mm-hmm. moment globally. Like, it's insane. Um, so, yeah, Spanish has always been part of my repertoire for quite a long time now. Um, collaboratively, my own albums. I, you know how that started when mm. I really decided to make a Spanish originals album? J-Lo covered my song in Spanish.
1: No way. For what the movie. Song? The
0: movie she did with Mark Anthony. She okay. did El Cantante about the salsa singer Hector Laveau. Wow. And uh, this really great writer, Julio Ries, and I wrote this song uh, called Toma de Mi. And... Um, they surprise me and they go, listen to this. And it's a J-Lo singing my song You're in like, Spanish in the most beautiful falsetto. It's closing credits of the movie. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got to do a whole Spanish album. If J-Lo liked this enough to do <laughs> Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was insane. Yeah. I'm so, sure. So that's why I did a Spanish album and
1: that's so cool yeah um drake bringing you we gotta talk about drake i know and we have to talk about the jt
0: track too yes don't forget
1: okay well we can talk about that first if you want <laughs> play it i want to hear it this is so fun i'm playing it for nobody's you. ever played music for me
0: on... i'm playing and no one's heard this really i just <gasps> got the newest mix I just got the newest mix. Wait,
1: this is so exciting! You're on headphones.
0: Okay, great. On these headphones. Okay, so Twitter. never
1: heard before. <gasps> Nelly Furtado track.
0: Yeah, so it's me and Justin Timberlake and Timbaland. and I thought, why wow. not? This I just is crazy. Got it yesterday, like, <laughs> it's really the streets are not ready. Like that's gonna be
1: <laughs> that's gonna be a hit, girl. So,
0: like, okay, so God bless my social media person, mm-hmm. um, Rebecca. She she was like we need to do a 17 year anniversary of loose moment on socials. And I was like, okay. She's like, I think you should call Timbaland or go visit him or go see him. And I'm like, okay. So we FaceTime him. But then Tim and I went off on this two hour FaceTime combo. We kind of like went through some really interesting topics and caught up. And we realized there's stuff from the loose vault that no one's heard and that we haven't heard and there's tracks we haven't heard because we never filmed anything in that era. We don't have any videos of us working on it. Wow. But we have tracks, you know, somewhere. And so we connected. It was like a real healing thing that happened because I think between the three of us, like me, uh, Timbaland, JT, like we've all had, you know, long careers and ups and downs in our lives and careers and things like that. And I think... um, to me personally, doing this song together um, is, feels very authentic um, and is for me personally like a mini miracle that 17 years later we could get back on it and feel the genuine love we have for each other That's and so respect nice. that we have for each other. And our respect and love for each other exists mm-hmm in the actual music. And I feel really, really, really blessed about that. It feels like you guys, I mean,
1: we all know you work well together. You know what I mean? (laughs) But so, okay, how did you get JT to join in on this?
0: Oh, it started with Tim and JT. Okay. And Tim just texted me like, yo, I got a track for you. It's a dance by for a trio. And I'm like, you mean with JT, question mark? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, you know, skull emoji. I'm like, where, when? And him and JT have been working on music for like a year already, separately from me. So they just had an idea and then they wanted me to, you know, woman the ship a little in my direction so they could feed off that. And we just, it's it, we yeah, we just cooked it up.
1: I had like crazy chills when that came on because <laughs> I I feel like right when Promiscuous came out, definitely Maneater too, but promiscuous, I was like coming into like teen mm-hmm. years. And I remember being like, I want to be that girl. I want to be like the promiscuous sexy girl, you know? So yeah. hearing that just now, because it has a similar like base, I, Think. I, don't, I don't know about music. I don't wanna to try to describe something that I don't know how That's to describe, quite, it. but mm-hmm. it reminded me of that. And I felt like, oh my God, I'm like ready to go. And Yay! I think the whole world is gonna feel that way, honestly.
0: I think energetically, it's very positive, Yeah, you know? It has that, like a very positive vibration. And for me, the lyrics and everything are very real to me right now. So it's like, what it's just it? kind of Can magic. Give that us of What's, what are the lyrics? The lyrics are just like, the first lyric is I've been working on my gains lately. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that pretty much is the whole story. I love that. But um, it's just celebrating. It's, it's funny because like, again, it's the celebration theme, right? It's like, what do people want to do? They want to have a good time. They want to feel positive energy. And I do still call me a hippie, and I am. I'm from Vancouver Island. But like, I, I just think, I think music still brings people together, man. It just oh, makes 100%. people feel good vibes. And like, that's, I mean, that's what I'm here to do. I know that's my job. In life I think that there's these there are these moments that people ask you to do something or in general or you're hemming and hawing over a decision and if you're just talking about it and you're not sure then you don't know you know what I mean you don't know what you want to do but if but if you say yes I don't know why but I'm saying yes those are the things you do mm-hmm. so in this moment yeah it's definitely um I'm I'm evolving a lot I think as a woman I'm evolving as a woman and I'm evolving at a great pace. And so, yesterday, being vulnerable enough to kind of have, yeah, less sort of clothes on and more
1: more of a boa constrictor on. I mean, more of an animal, more of an animal. Yeah, on.
0: it was it was cool. And it, it was a good feeling. You but know what you I mean?
1: obviously have changed from that. You're like, I don't necessarily want, like, at that time. I point, just want to be didn't...
0: authentic to myself at right. all times. You know what I mean? And, and totally. And I just, if, if I want to do something, I want to do it. And I'm trying to shed all that. I'm trying to shed all the baggage, right? All the mm-hmm. ancestral baggage. Right. I think it's so important to, and just to try to work through that. Connect to your instinct. Connect to my intuition, my instinct, um, and evolve like evolution. I just want to keep growing, you know, and searching. It seems like you're doing that. <laughs> I mean, totally. I'm trying, yeah. It's so exciting
1: to have, I mean, I feel like what we used to think about age has changed so much even just in the last like my mom was 39 when she had me and mm-hmm. she used to tell people that and they're like jaws would drop on the floor and I feel like now it's very normal for women to have kids later and just the way we think about what your options are in each decade has evolved so much and it's really inspiring to see people just doing what they want at whatever age mm-hmm. in a way especially for women because I do think there's this sort of like you know you once you become a mom you're just a different category of, of woman. Yeah. Culturally, that's how we see things. And I'm just so- Yeah,
0: you're cool. a male after.
1: Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't need to be, you can just be <laughs>
0: all the things, you know? Um, so, yeah. <laughs> no, it's been so fun in the journey of becoming all the things. And even like, I've evolved so much where even I think that, I think what you were talking about, like you're ahead of your time too. Because you were, like, talking about stuff no one was really talking about, you know? And just I know – I haven't read your book, but I know what your book's about. I ha- I'm going to now, that. Don't worry. Now that we've met. Don't I'm worry. I'm going to read it. I have to ask you, what gives you the – I know I'm interviewing you, but what gives you the freedom to be as vulnerable as you are, like, in your image and in your everyday? Like, what's given you that gift of vulnerability? I think you have the gift of, like, vulnerability.
1: Thank you. I think
0: that's a rare thing.
1: Um, I would say – there's a toxic side to it and a good side to it, a positive, probably like a lot of things. One is that, like I write about it in the book, I've just always felt like if I expose myself, then nobody can hurt me because I'm the one exposing myself. It like takes the power away somehow, which I think can be true, but also can sometimes like, I don't need to expose myself in that way to protect myself. Like that's not necessarily the good place. And then the other place is that's where the best connections come from in life. Whether that be through creativity or through personal connections, just being very honest and vulnerable um, is kind of the only way I know how to connect to people in a way that's valuable to me. Wow! yeah. What about you? You've been vulnerable too.
0: (sighs) I've been vulnerable at times. And I'm really focusing on that now. Like I'm Mm -hmm. trying to be like, and I've grown so much as a person that it's helped my all my relationships. So it's helped my friendships. It's helped like, you know, whatever, family relationships, things like that. But also my colleagues, like my relationships with my colleagues have improved. People you work
1: with, yeah. The people I work
0: with, yeah. And make music with because like, I don't know. I'm just like so much more... um, Assertive, I think. I think I was always, I always knew what I wanted to hear, but I think I had baggage about it. Like I had that, like I'm an empath, so I really feel what people feel. So. Now it's not that I don't care what people feel, but I'm detached from their emotions. You know, I had to do a little work on my own, you know, codependencies as a person. Right. So you can, you're not
1: afraid of saying something and some and somebody not agreeing
0: with it. Yeah, or... like it's okay. You know what I mean? Like now I can read even comments. Like I used to be so sensitive to things people wrote about me, but now I'm like objective. I'm like, really? oh, cool. Or like laugh. Or it's like, <laughs> yeah. And I've never been in that place. I could have lied. amazing. I could have lied and said I didn't care what people thought. Yeah. But deep down I did. But now like I'm like, oh my God, this is real. You can actually not care what people think. This is dope. How did you get there? And how long have you been in that space? I don't know. Teach it's us weird. your ways. Teach it's, us your it's ways. It's cool. Like I laugh now. Like wow. I laugh. Like I was literally reading like <laughs> this sounds crazy, but I was like, I mean, my friend sent me this thing. People are arguing whether or not I had a BBL. Oh so they're God. like, look at her. Wow, her butt, you know, glowed up. Or like, whatever. <laughs> and I'm laughing, reading it, because I'm like. I could get mad, you know that, because I didn't have one. I mean, this is my my mama's body that I have, but like, I think that reading it is interesting because I'm like, wow, now look at reading comments like this versus how this would have affected you like 10 years ago. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, there's also some humor in um, where <laughs> I have found humor is like how little people know mm-hmm. and how they. It's almost like. Fantastical yeah. in a funny way where yeah. you can be like, This is so ridiculous. They <laughs> actually have no idea. And if they knew the truth, it would be crazy. Like how how complicated or how uncomplicated the truth is sometimes. You know, like you're like, no, oh, this is my ass. It's always been my ass.
0: I kind of admire that's why I admire um like artists like uh I th- well, Anita's the latest one to do it when she just like spreads misinformation about herself. Kind of like the White Stripes used to do that. They used to just lie uh-huh. on interviews. Oh yeah, like
1: are we brother and sister? Yeah, are yeah, we yeah, married? Because yeah. yeah. you might
0: as well because it's all like lore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all entertainment. It's all lore, you know? So I thought you were
1: going to talk about because Anita is super open about the plastic surgery she's gotten. And she's like, I don't understand why everyone- Well, that's cool
0: too, Good for her. Yeah. That's I what think I'm it's saying cool. is like, it's cool to be open and I'm, I, have mm-hmm. nothing against, I have nothing against that at all. Yeah. Like at all. Zero judgment. Like no hate. No hate, but- you know you do feel like you want to interject or be like well wait well people are saying lies about me you know yes but it's fine like it's all part of entertainment you know what i mean you Whether also have to just let think. go
1: because exactly because you cause it's could gonna clarify be another a million yeah, yeah. times and then it's going to turn into something else that's true i know i mean that is Kinda what i've learned me, i guess yeah. i've learned that i was going to ask you about the drake moment where he brought you out on stage
0: That was in uh, a
1: year ago, actually. I just kind of posted something for the one year. I saw, I remember seeing it on TikTok and being like, oh shit.
0: Yeah. You know, Toronto, Toronto love goes deep. And uh, I've been kind of out there in Toronto (laughs) on the streets making music since I was 17. I had a trip hop group. It was called Nellstar. Oh my God. And, uh, you know, Drake is a few years younger than me. And he, you know, grew up listening to my music. And um, we had a mutual friend and we finally met. It's weird that we hadn't crossed paths before. We met on the set of the Wait For You video with Future actually, because one of my friends, another artist was there and wanted me to come, come by. And uh, then after that, he invited me to do that night, and I was like, I haven't performed in a long time. I'm kind of like nervous about it. And we we're going back and forth about what song I was gonna sing. He really wanted me to sing "I'm Like a Bird," and he was like, No, no, no! You're gonna, you're gonna tear the house down. It's gonna be amazing. You, you watch. And he was right, you know, because he's Drake. He's he was right. I went out there and remembered that it's okay. Like. This experience can be new, can be like who I am now. I don't have to. I can detach from all of the past and just do what I'm good at now. You That's know? so beautiful. Yeah. You, in
1: the in the video, I saw you're beaming.
0: Yeah, I was pretty happy. Yeah, I was pretty happy. Just kind of. Uh, it was a special night too because he had a lot of like the homies from Toronto, like the really founding founding mothers and fathers of like the Toronto urban sound and. He's a good role model because he gives back, like he gives back to the community and shows love. And Mm -hmm. I think that, again, it's the community piece. When you make music, it has to be about the community. It has to be about who are the friends, who are like the other writers, producers, songwriters, who are your people, you know, and showing love. You have to show love to everyone. You have to show up at like the artist that's just coming out, you know? It's their Mm -hmm. first show at the tiny little club. You go to that show. Mm -hmm. And then you also go to Lady Gaga at the stadium, you know? you know what I'm saying? Like, totally. Yeah. You yeah. To I mean, like, I think it's true. I'm sure you meet people in your industry that are on the come up and you feel like this, this mentoring, like for me, mentoring gives me like mad life. Like, it's just like, I love mentoring. I love when I see young people out there doing their thing. But like right now, I work with a lot of young artists from Toronto and all over. Yeah. yeah. I
1: just like love it. Lot just of- connecting to different people who are, yeah. It's also yeah. how you stay
0: inspired too, right? Yeah. We're so lucky to be doing this for a living, right? To be in entertainment, to be out there in show business. So we have to – the equalizer is like giving back and having gratitude, right? Because it's like we get so much love, we have to like put it back out again. That's the essence of it, I think.
1: That's beautiful. I think on that note, I'm going to just do (laughs) – this one thing um, we do now on the show where I do kind of like a rapid fire question, Mm -hmm. just to wrap it up, kind of fun questions. Okay. Favorite guilty pleasure.
0: Oh, guilty pleasure. What's up, what's my guilty pleasure? Oh, I go in toxic TikTok. Toxic TikTok tunnel.
1: The whole, the one-eyed scrolling is what I call it. Where you're in bed <laughs> in the dark and like. There's oh. so many
0: experts on there. Oh my but
1: God. But I love it. I just yeah. like, take it in. I'm like, yeah, girl, you're
0: right.
1: No, I'm addicted. that's Fuck like him. what makes TikTok fun. Yeah. <laughs> Do you believe in ghosts?
0: Oh my God, someone just asked me this. Isn't really? Funny. I think I low-key think everyone believes in ghosts, mm. but not everyone wants to admit it. Mm. So yeah, I do, but I'm not scared of them anymore. I was scared right. of them in my, when I was younger and I'd like be in a house all by myself. So scared. But not anymore. I've overcome that.
1: Yeah, I'm different now too. I, somebody, I was staying at this house and um, they were convinced <laughs> it was haunted. That's and funny. I was spending the night and I was sleeping alone in my room and I was like, you know what's <laughs> crazy is that I don't give a fuck. And I like, <laughs> Was mm-hmm. And I was like, night, night. I was like, wow, adulthood is sick. You can you can hang with the ghost. Yeah, You're it's good. fine. Yeah. I'll be okay, you know? <laughs> um, what turns you on? Oh,
0: shit. That's a good question. Oh, lately, I really like confidence. Mm-hmm. I like when someone like knows what they want and they ask for it. And like, I like that. Um, how is it being single? Are you dating? It's fun. Okay. I love it.
1: Are you actively, like, going I've out there? I've never been single. Yeah. Like, even
0: in my early, well, early 20s, I guess. But then I was just always, like, in these long relationships. So it's my first time really being single and enjoying it and being mature enough to enjoy it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just really enjoying it. It's so liberating and fun and, like, I'm a lover. I have a lot of love in me, you know? So it's so nice to express my enthusiasm and love and affection for people in a way that is great, like I'm just not.
1: It's not just one person who gets to soak that all up.
0: Yeah, like I'm not I'm not tied down, which is sick. I've got my children, my my work, and then in my spare time, I love a little joyful dating. <laughs> so I went through a phase where I, I was see. like loving the dating and I was doing yeah. it and
1: now I'm kind of quiet and okay. I'm like, I don't know. How long has it been? Since I've been single, it's been about a year. Um, okay. And then, but I would say the first six You're months, I was one year like. You're one-year
0: dating fatigue. Speed, yeah. oh,
1: okay, is that what's happening? Yeah, okay. well, yeah,
0: because I'm now past the one-year mark. Okay. So now I'm like, you just reevaluate. And then, but then it kicks in high gear and gets more fun. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. right now I'm like, I'm good. Because now I'm getting busy again. Uh-huh. So then it's
1: good. Right, you have more energy. You're like, let's go. Okay. You know? Well, I love Nellie <laughs> Furtado giving me dating advice is so. <laughs>
0: no. Good, I love it's just it. just like, how do you, you meet if people? If you feel that way, you just get busy again, right? Right, and right. then you're good, you know? Yeah, how do you meet people? I meet people well, same way you do, probably. What <laughs>
1: DMs? Oh my god, I love it.
0: <laughs> Maybe, um, also, like, I have good luck. I just yeah. meet like really cool people sometimes, that's and I, I, sometimes I get set up through friends. Yeah, that's the best. Um, I meet people through work, obviously. I've never had a dating app, but. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love it. There are I would love to
1: see who's in your DMs. Oh, my God. How fun.
0: (gasps) All right. What's next? I have more music that I, that can be physically put out at the right speed. You're just producing
1: so much right now.
0: Yeah. And some of it's in Spanish and like, it's not even recorded yet. It's, it's like, I can't keep up with my inspiration right now. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. That's so great. I'm like bursting with inspiration. So I just can't, like, so every time I get on stage, it's like, fu- I, it's so fun. Because I'm like, oh, my God. It's so exciting. Yeah. And then Ugh. it feels like karaoke when I sing Promiscuous or something. It's just like, yeah. Right. You're <laughs> like, like, I don't connect to this necessarily. <laughs> In a good way. Yeah, because I'm having fun with everyone. Right, you know what I mean. That's beautiful. Yeah. So next is just more music mm-hmm. and just more music too, and then more music and then just fun and just keep things going. Just keep it. Just keep the music going and flowing and you know, like I, I love. That. I'm going to Ibiza again next summer for sure. Just like um, watching, you know. Watching my kids blossom, and mm. I don't know. I'm just love and light. I'm just happy to be here, man. I'm just like <laughs> that's so great. What a great <laughs> I attitude. I feel like we but can. But I help. need modeling advice too, though. And you're, what do you mean? You're, you're more. You're a multi hyphenate, but we need multi hyphenate advice too. But I need. I need. Um. I need modeling. I'm really bad at modeling. I don't believe that. When I get in front of a camera, you should see me. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Because what I don't believe do that is they You've make been- it look like they're doing.
1: Nothing, nothing but yeah yeah yeah
0: so i'm learning how to do nothing i want to do TikTok with you Can yes do let's it? do it yes okay what are we gonna all do right. <laughs>
1: thank you so so much for doing this all right everyone that was the truly iconic y2k and now 2023 superstar nelly vertado i loved all of the themes she talked about whether it be community or celebration um the moment she's having in her 40s and just embracing all of the ups and downs of life um and all the eras so if you enjoyed our conversation please send in a voice note or you have any thoughts at all to hilo.fm or go to 42 hilo 4 that's our hotline because we're old school like that and leave a message i use those for the subscription episode that comes out once a week where i play your audio notes and respond to your thoughts so thank you again for listening that was nelly Furtado. High Low with Imrata is a Sony Music Entertainment and Bitch Era Media production. Our executive producers are me, Emily Radikowski, Matt Raz, and Sarita Wesley. Our showrunner is Matt Raz. Our associate producer is Rachel Choder. Today's episode was engineered by Samantha Gatsik with original music by The Crystal Farrow.